Hello and welcome to a special edition of the Diz Unplugged from Universal Orlando. I'm Pete Werner, and we're joined today by Michael Roddy, who is the manager of show development here at Universal and one of the creative forces behind the very popular Halloween Horror Nights, which is going on now at Universal through November 3rd. Michael, thanks very much for taking some time to talk with us today. My pleasure. Happy Halloween. Uh, first off, Michael, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and about what you do here at uh, Universal. Oh, uh, well, I've been working for Universal on and off now for about 15 years, uh, manager of show development. I uh, am part of the creative team that puts together all of the events, all the marquee events from Christmas to obviously Halloween, which has now become a year-round uh, planning and development phase. And what were your goals this year when you started with well, Halloween Horror Nights? Our goals this year, uh, every year that I've been involved with Halloween, uh, is always to get more scares, get more screams in the park, you know, and make sure people have the best time possible and the scariest time possible. And after last year, which was kind of our 16th uh, greatest hits, we did uh, the best of the best, we really knew we wanted to do something different this year. And we really found out that, you know, we were going to have to think outside the box, if you will, outside of Jack's box. So Jack now became kind of the carnival ringmaster he's taken over. Uh, and as he took over, he went and found the most diabolical madmen of the silver screen that you can think of, which are Freddy, Jason, and Leatherface, our new line icons. Um, you know, and just also we wanted to have more content for people. So we have eight mazes. We've never had that before. We have four live arena-sized shows, which, you know, normally that's something you don't find in an event like this. No, exactly. And we have more stuff going on in the streets. Everywhere you look, there's just more, more, more. In more nights, 23 nights, that's the most we've ever done. Yeah, it's a big, uh, it's a big event. Oh, it's, it's a huge. big event. Uh, now, yeah, you mentioned New Line Cinema. I want mm -hmm. to talk to you a little bit about that. You struck a partnership this year with them, bringing Freddie, Jason, and my personal favorite, Leatherface. Oh, that's your favorite uh, one? Oh, I love Leatherface. Oh, great. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But I, I'm wondering why you chose to partner with New Line. You were doing real well on your own. It seemed to me, anyway, you were doing pretty well. Mm -hmm. um, why, why reach out to New Line? Uh, you know, again, coming into this year, we wanted to do something that we hadn't done before. Uh, and this is the first time that we actually have licensed characters for Halloween. Normally, we create them ourselves. Right. Jack is our creation, the caretaker, the director, uh, and the storyteller. Well, this year we said, okay, if we're going to get some licensed characters in the horror genre, let's get the biggest there are. And you don't get bigger than Freddy, Jason, and Leatherface. And that's they, pretty much it, yeah. They really are the modern-day equivalents to Frankenstein, Dracula, and Wolfman, which are universal creations. So... <laughs> You know, we thought we thought Freddy Krueger and Jason Voorhees and Thomas Leatherface Hewitt would be great, uh, great members of that cast. Well, as you mentioned, Universal has a tremendous, uh, uh, tremendous legacy in, in the horror genre. Mm -hmm. um, many, many years going back to the almost 70, the beginning of filmmaking. Yeah, well, you know, Dracula just celebrated its 75th anniversary yeah, last wow. year. So, and Frankenstein's coming up next year, you know, and then The Mummy. All those films, 75 years ago, they were made, you know, by pioneers who wanted to scare people and just really had a, a wonderful imagination and kind of this diabolical sense of humor. Must be wonderful to follow in their footsteps. Uh, I, I appreciate the comment. Um, you know, I, I hope I do them justice because I grew up watching those characters. And, you know, Freddy, Jason, and Leatherface, those are the guys that I went to go see when I was in high school and the ones that kind of shaped, shaped my love of horror as well. How do you respond to some of the criticisms that we've heard uh, that horror, Halloween Horror Nights is too intense sometimes. It's too much for some people. Well, it is Halloween Horror Nights. Um, you know, I we, we do everything we can to strongly urge people that come here to realize that it is an intense event. And, 
you know, in the marketplace, Universal does things and they does they do things right. So if you're coming here to get scared, we're going to scare the hell out of you. <laughs> um, that's kind of what you're paying us to do. You know, we do that we do that with our daily park admission as well. Not scare people, but we immerse them. You know, our job is to create uh, situations where people feel that they are in the movies or in adventures. And so with Halloween, it's the same kind of thinking. You know, we're not just letting you be a, a kind of a watching the scenario. You're an active participant in it. You're immersed in Freddy's house and Leatherface's house and Camp Crystal Lake. Now tell me a little bit about what's involved in bringing this together. From my standpoint, as somebody who's come to Halloween Horror Nights, I think every year since I moved down here for almost 10 years now, mm-hmm. even from my standpoint, it looks like an enormous amount of work goes into this. The detail that you put into, I think you refer to them as mazes, I call them haunted houses, mm-hmm. the amount of detail that goes into that. How much, how much goes into putting this all together every year? Uh, it's exhaustive. Um, as of right now, we're already probably about a month in for next year's event. Actually, oh, really? Yeah, we started talking about things before we opened this event, although we were focused on this year's event. We knew that there were things that we were trying going, okay, let's put that in our back pocket for next year. Um, you know, I've been working on Halloween on and off since 1993. And I've watched this event grow, and it is now a year-round process uh, to make sure that the level of detail that we bring to things, uh, the commitment that we have to our guests to scare them and to you know, bring them the best show possible, that's a year-round process now. And so I guess we answered my next question was, when do you start planning for the next year's event? You already have. So <laughs> yeah. that's, uh, th- that must get a little schizophrenic, though, when you're trying to put one on and you're thinking about the next one. Uh, well, schizophrenia, you know, is, is kind of a Goes good with thing with the territory. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I'm working on Christmas right now, too. So, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so bouncing between the three, uh, I'm a real joy to be around. <laughs> I think uh, one of the best things we experienced uh, this year was the Lights On Tour. We really loved the Lights On oh, Tour. Oh, cool. And cool. Gave that a, uh, we gave that really high marks on our show a few weeks ago. Tell us some more about the tours that you're offering uh, this year. Sure. Uh, the tour that you took, I believe, is called Unmasking the Horror. Correct. And what that is is you get a really up-close look at how we design our haunted mazes, what goes into it, and then you get an interview um, kind of session with some of the designers. And we also take you through the history of the event and also the history of this year. So if you have an interest in, A, becoming a designer, or, B, just wanting to know kind of as courage how these things are really put together i strongly urge everyone it's a great time i'm actually going to do one right after i do this show it's, yeah it's it's a magnificent they're magnificent tours that that you offer and it really goes into a lot of depth we were we were yeah. we were stunned yeah with how in depth they were and you know it's uh on a personal note it's kind of an ego trip for us because we walk in and we're kind of rock stars yeah and it's well, like okay i mean they know more about me than some of my family members which is hilarious <laughs> Well, I, I guess that kind of segues well into my, my next question with the increasing popularity mm-hmm. of Halloween Horror Nights, especially among Orlando locals. Um, are you ever concerned about not living up to that expectation of being a rock star? And of, <laughs> I mean, you, you have a reputation for putting on a great show every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's become the buzz, around the, the buzz around town for Halloween Horror Nights seems to get bigger uh, mm-hmm. every year, at least from my perspective. So do you ever... Do you ever sweat it out that I'm just not going to do as well this year as I did last year? Um, you know, just I, I come from a performer background. So, yeah, we get opening night butterflies. Um, we have a pretty good formula that, you know, and we do a lot of research into what's out there in culture, what's out there in entertainment, seeing, you know, 
what's what's topical what are people really afraid of each year you know what's kind of the trend so we feel pretty confident but there's always that you know you want your baby to succeed and so far we've got 17 kids walking around that have scared the hell out of people so. <laughs> <laughs> um one question i've always had is is what prompted the decision to move away, uh, to go to towards scare zones around the park. It used to be that when you'd come through anywhere you were, somebody with a chainsaw would be like chasing you down the street. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. And now you've kind of limited it to certain areas of the park. Was that because of the intense factor, or was that just a, hmm. a logistical? That's an in- interesting question. Um, you know, in in reality. If you walk around the park now, there really is nothing as I would say as a safe zone or marked as a definite scare zone. Uh, there are pockets of entertainment, but we have scares everywhere. Okay, you know that's that's part of that's the joy. That's part of the joy coming here is you never know what we're going to do to you. You know, you think you know, but you never but really one hundred percent sure. No. Can you give us any any clues on on what you're looking at for next year? Um, I could, but then you couldn't walk out of this room. <laughs> You'd have to kill um, me. I will tell you that there's some cool stuff that we're thinking about that would, uh, you know, once again, bring hard to life in a way that has never happened before. Well, I'm, I tell you, I, I, we've had a great time this year. Awesome. Uh, I've got my, uh, got my brother and sister coming in from, and their, and their spouses coming in from Jersey tomorrow. <laughs> uh, three Which exit? <laughs> uh, well, he's in Edison. I think Edison is... I'm sorry. I that's, say an old, one, that's an old I want to say 120. Yeah. Um, but uh, they're coming in. They've never done Halloween Horror Nights. Oh, before. that's awesome. So I have been. I've been talking it up to them all year. Once he told me he was coming in October, I'm like, you have got to uh, go do this. Well, make before. sure you take them through the mazes. Oh, oh don't worry. Oh, no, we're get, we've got the express passes. We're Wonderful. all set. We are absolutely all set. Michael, thank you so much oh, for my taking pleasure. the time to sit with us my and pleasure. talk to our listeners about Halloween Horror Nights. For the Diz Unplugged, this is Pete Warner. <laughs>